Yo guys, what is good? Welcome back on the Uncle Shama channel. How are you guys doing? Here we are today, midweek. Um, Coppa Italia is back. Coppa Italia is back. Um, it's the it's the competition that we always forget about until you have to play the Coppa Italia. But you know, it's a, it's, a, it's an important competition. And I think Inzaghi for Inzaghi is going to be an important competition and for this Inter team, this new Inter team where you know the winning mentality. We're trying to win every single match. This is a, an important competition, and of course, um, we're gonna we're gonna you know talk about this transfer transfer news, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a long one. So get your comments in pretty quick, and your your questions in pretty quick if you have any. But the regulars in the house, game man's in the house. Namaste, Mr. Game Man's Eduardo. No preview announcement. Oh, sorry. I mean, it should have it should have announced it because when I set the um on stream you're gonna set the 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 schedule it should announce it but maybe because i only set it like 10 minutes ago maybe that's why you didn't get a announcement so um yeah it's kind of a little uh spontaneous one what's up erdian emiliano what's up brother uh mateo what's up brother zizo what's up man uh we we in the house baby 15 people make sure you're leaving a thumbs up as soon as you're joining in um what shall we start off with shall we start off with the empoli Coppa Italia, or shall we start off with the with transfer news? There's a, you know, there's nothing you know too exciting to talk about transfer news wise, but it's definitely interesting because there's more outgoing, really, more than incoming. And as as I um, as I was expecting this uh, this January, I've been I've been telling you guys for like you know in the lead up to this that I know that you guys ask me a lot about transfer news. It's always the most interesting thing to talk about, but. Honestly, this in this inter team at the moment, I'm not seeing too much happening. But maybe now that you know these players are starting to leave, the gap is becoming there's some gaps in the squad. So maybe there's something to talk about soon incoming as well. All right, everyone's saying into transfer news. Okay, transfer news. Seems like no midfield replacement with a week to go in the market. Yeah, I mean we're the 18th. The transfer window ends in the on the 31st, is it? So you know, not long left, and <laughs> not much has happened really on the incoming wise. But you never know. Beppin Auxilio might be cooking. Erdian also says transfers. Anur in the house as well. Um, hello, who do you think is the best striker that Inter should get for next season? We need a young, pacey number nine. Well, if you want a young, pacey number nine, I guess that guy is um, is Julian Alvarez, the River Plate boy. Um, if that's what you if that's what you want, if you want a young, pacey number nine, that looks like what that's what you know Alvarez offers you. But for me, you know, I've said it since it's the moment we saw Lukaku, I said we should go. You know, we should go for Vlahovic. That's my guy. I think he is. Maybe he's not the ready article yet, but he's pretty much already mentality-wise. He's already, you know, one of the. I just love the guy's mentality. He's hungry. He's, you know, he wants to be elite, and he already is. I mean, the number he's putting up already for the second season now is already elite. I didn't believe in the, um, you know, one season wonder uh, talks when it came to Vlaovic. He just, he just looked the real deal to me, and he's proving it again this season. He's got that. Exp- of course, as I know, that probably might not be realistic in the, in our current financial situation. But you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what happened when Suning didn't reinvest the money. They only reinvested what fifty million of the hundred and um, sixty, seventy, eighty million that we sold Lukaku and Akimi for. Um, but if you ask me, who the guy is, is Vlahovic. If it's not Vlahovic, um, then you know who 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 do you look to? Then yeah, then maybe you, you look to towards the, the Skamakas, 
be looking at these Alvarez's. But again, I think when you when you go to Skamaka and Iago Alvarez's, you can't expect that instant impact, in my opinion. You're still talking about guys that need time to improve. They need um, they need time. <laughs> they can't expect them to come in and bang goals. And you know we're having issues with our strikers converting chances. Lautaro, Jeko, um, in general, all of our strikers are not lethal. Uh, I don't know how lethal you know Skamaka and Julian Alvarez really are. It's yet, we're yet to see. So yeah, for me that's a. That those are the names that really come to mind, Noor, when it comes to the number nine for next season. And that probably should be the... Uh, I know I yesterday I released a video, if you haven't guys haven't checked it out, about Dybala. Um, you know, I got excited because the more I read into it, the more I actually was convinced that Inter are going to make an attempt. Well, I'm not saying Inter are going to sign them, but Inter are... Oh, they're making an attempt, as Marotta's pretty much confirmed. But I don't think that should be the priority, really. It should be the guy that, you know, Jekyll came in. He Jekyll was the makeshift Lukaku replacement we know he's just here for a year maybe he can give us another year next season let's see how, how he holds up physically but he's not the answer long term so we need the guy the long term guy that's going to be our guy up front next to Lautaro whether Lautaro stays or not or whether you sell Lautaro or not but there has to be the big number nine um, I think that, that that's going to that should be the priority to be honest ahead of someone like Dybala who is you know would be nice it would be nice as I said he's I guess he's a luxury, luxury player that would be adding to the team like the Alexis Sanchez, like Tukure. Tukure is a luxury player, really, because he hasn't really lived up. There's, he's, he's, he, you know, he comes, he, he comes clutch here and there, but he's a luxury player, really, isn't he? Marvel Lawson in the house. Bonjour, bonsoir, from my friend. Uh, Stephen Atwood in the house. Finally, since he gets to play, yeah, let's uh, talk about on the outgoing. So. If you guys, if you follow this channel for a while, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I am a massive Stefano Sensi fan. However, over the last year or so, I've, you know, I've jumped off the Sensi train, the hype train. I, you know, I was even at the beginning of this season when he looked like he was coming back in. He started the first match of the season. He looked good in that second striker role even. But I was said, like, until this guy gives me five six matches in a row without getting injured i'm not going to get hyped again and he didn't um not even that i think he didn't even was like two matches in a row this season uh i think that samdoria match when he came on as a substitute and then also came off again like 20 minutes afterwards getting injured that was i think that's that's that was the end of inzaghi's trust in him and some of the uh, substitute appearances that he's had since then is all he's not really set the world alight um and yeah, so it looks like Stefano Sensi, according to all the reports now, is pretty much agreed. It's not official yet, but he is going to Sampdoria. Uh, initially, I wasn't too happy about it because I was like, Sampdoria, Daversa, the, the coach that Sampdoria had, um, was, I don't know if he's been sacked yet or not, but he's going to be sacked for Giampaolo. But if it was going to be Daversa, he plays a basic, basic 4-4-2, sometimes 3-5-2, but, you know not attacking football not possession based it's a lot a lot of Kandreva and inshallah at the moment or Gabbiadini at the moment stepping up for them but not good football um yeah it wouldn't have made sense to me for Sensi to go there but now if it's true that Marco Giampaolo is coming in Marco Giampaolo the il maestro Giampaolo the guy who got fired from AC Milan a couple of seasons back um he plays primarily a 4-3-1-2 one of the few guys around in modern football that plays a 
the 4-4-2 diamond formation. Not many people play that anymore. Um, he is a possession-based coach that likes to play nice football. So now Stefano Sensi going there makes a lot more sense. Um, and yeah, the hope is, you know, with Inter, there's no option. There's no option to buy in there um, for, for Sensi, for Sampdoria. It's a straight-up six-month loan until the end of the season. That means that Inter, uh, you know, going to get him back and see how he does. Um, and it's only it's only pluses really for Inter. For Inter right now, it's not like we're losing anything. Sensi has provided virtually zero minutes this season. Actually, let me just bring up his uh, stats. Let's see how many actually minutes he's giving us this season, which is virtually nothing. So Inter are not losing out. I mean, he's there for us. And some of some of us, we always mention him like, oh yeah, you could bring on Sensi in the second half. You never know. You could play Sensi against these weaker teams. But in reality. When it comes to Inzaghi making the decisions, he has always opted against playing Sensi or even giving him charity minutes. So <laughs> he's at, oh wait, this is Champions League stats. Uh, how do I get the, oh yeah, Serie A. So in Serie A, he's got 8% of the minutes and only 5% of the time he's been starting 11. And I'm, I'm guessing that's that was the first match. That was it. <laughs> and nine appearances. Yeah, just literally charity charity minutes look at his value over the years you know when we bought him on transfer marked 16.2 million in january in sorry june 2019 and now he's valued at 7 million highest value 27 million yeah and that was you know by by that time october that's when his career pretty much ended uh by the end of september 2019 uh august 2019 september 2019 this guy was probably the best midfielder in serie a for those two months on the Conte, Sensi, Brozovic, Barella midfield, we were dreaming. Uh, you know, it was like, wow, what a midfield. And it just hasn't worked out for him. A lot of it is not his fault. You know, it's injury-wise, there's not much he can do. But, you know, is he, is he not taking care of himself outside of football? Is he not, I don't know what, what, what it is. Is he just unlucky? Is he just fragile? We won't know. This is what this loan is for. Is it into training methods that are not suited to him? Is it, you know the environment i don't know what it is is it you know milan life in milan maybe goes to genoa much quieter calm city um just focus down on football let's see so that's what we're finding out stefano sensi i still have faith in you like he's 26 years old make something happen make take advantage of this loan spell at um Sampdoria. good luck young stefano my young prince see you soon in the summer hopefully after you know providing you know 10 15 appearances for Sampdoria maybe one or two goals one or two man of the match performances and he could become useful for Inter once again and if not if he doesn't then at least if he at least plays then his value at least goes up again at least we can start asking for actual money for this guy because no one's going to pay any money for this guy for the the amount of injuries he's had so we shall see we shall see i think it's a good move for him and for inter and for some doria you know quality midfielder being added they haven't really got a very technical midfield so it's a good addition for them what's up liam um the game man's asked if we sell sensi and vecino who we replace with we need cover yeah i'll get on to that in a minute there's been some baffling rumors when it comes to the replacement for those two guys uh lorenzo says if you sell sensi we'll replace him with casadei and sangalli yeah, but I think they're just talking in terms of those two youth players will come in as the, the squad, so they will put him in the the team sheet or the, you know the the squad for the day for the match day. 
I doubt those two will get any minutes. Um, we saw Kazadeh got some, you know, charity minutes, was it, against uh, Empoli, was it, for a while back. But, you know, they'll be part of the squad because right when with, with Vecino Lee, sorry, with Sensi leaving, there's a gap in the squad to fill. So one of these youth players will fill it. And if Vecino leaves, the Sangali will probably fill the other one. But I doubt they will get any minutes at all. They will just be there to fill up the squad. And as soon as the replacement comes in, it is what it is. Inzaghi is not really known to be a youth guy player, youth player, a you know, coach. Even at Lazio, I've been told he never really gave anyone a chance from the youth team. Uh, <laughs> Nikki GT is, the, is a Nikki GCT is where is really uh, excited about Dybala. Let's see, let's see what happens. Um, I mean, of course, it's not going to be that's not going to be for January, that's going to happen in the summer or as the season is going on. There's going to be talks going on because now he's officially allowed to talk to anyone, um, Dybala because he's you know his, his contract is expiring. But I don't expect any developments on the Dybala front if it happens anytime soon, to be honest. Could me so hate since yeah, I mean he seems like he hates everyone at the moment. Um I think he was a Juve fan growing up, but he's fired a lot of shots at Juve as well. Um, even though the Kiesa deal in the end was pretty uh pretty favorable for Juve. It was like, you know, a two-year loan, 40 million, which is you know pretty pretty uh favorable to Juve in the end for what was their star player at that time for Fiorentina. Um but you know, in the end, the more time goes on, the more Vlahovic has the leverage because by the end of this season he will have one year left on the contract so do they want him to leave on a free or do they actually want to get some money uh, but at the same time they're also talking about that Vlaovic um, is asking for a lot of money yeah I've read about the agreement with Juve but Juve <laughs> where are they getting the money from um, so it's uh, I think it's uh, to me I'll probably see if Vlaovic is probably going to go to the Premier League um, or if Dortmund sell with Haaland I can see Dortmund you know just plugging you know, Vlahovic into the Haaland spot if he leaves. So I really see him going abroad, to be honest with you. Apparently, he's asking for a lot of money wages-wise and apparently his agent's also asking for a lot of moolah uh, commission-wise. So I'd rather him go abroad, to be honest. I definitely don't want to see him go to Juve. Dzeko, one goal in 12 games. Ooh, damn. Is that how long it's been for Dzeko scoring? Damn, didn't, didn't realise. Yeah, I mean, Korea, we knew the guy... Uh, before, when we signed him, I knew, you know, we we know the guys. He's never even put up double figures in his whole career, so ex- we're expecting him to improve. Um, and I was surprised when he scored those. You know, at the beginning of the season, he scored four goals. But yeah, in general, our strike force, we knew that coming into the season is not the most clinical strike force, but we're still the top scorer, scoring team in Italy. So imagine what we could do if we actually had, um, you know, striking power. Yeah, look at that. Last three Serie A games are forward, zero goals. Um, yeah, not good, is it? Not good. Um, Vlahovic probably go to you. But yeah, I mean, you guys, I think that you're giving up too quickly on Vlahovic. I'm not saying Inter will get him, but I don't think Juve will get him. I think he'll go abroad, in my in my, in my opinion. <laughs> um, well, you can't offer an 18-month loan with the obligation because Vlahovic only has two years left well he's only got one and a half year left on his contract so you can't offer you can only do that kind of deal if he has an extra year after that left on the contract um or he has to sign an extension then you can do that but Vlahovic says he's, he's pretty much they've pretty much confirmed that he's not signing the extension uh 
Yeah, definitely. The 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 there's going to be a big rebuilding job, not just a striking position with Vecino leaving, with Vidal leaving, um, Kolarov leaving. You know, there's going to be let's see what happened with Jekyll, with Sanchez. There's going to be, as I said in my previous video, there's uh, going to be some rejuvenation of the squad coming in for sure. Um, yeah, I mean Lukaku, as we said, like I would take him back, but it's definitely not financially possible. His wages are ridiculous, and Chelsea usually don't give any gifts. So yeah, <laughs> going back to the Vecino and um, Sensi rumors. Uh, sorry, Sensi is pretty much leaving, and Vecino, Vecino. So Vecino, they're talking about um, Lazio, and. <laughs> To replace if if the Vizino thing happens, they're talking about as Alexander mentioned, Morten Thorsby, the Norwegian midfielder, um, plays for Sampdoria. This is a really weird rumor because he does not strike me as uh, Inter quality at all. He's really a functional midfielder. He's he's a the best way to describe him, I would say, is a Norwegian Marwan Fellaini. I would describe him as. That's how I would describe him as. You know, physical, gets into the box, really good uh, heading, uh, really, you know, wins a lot of headers. He's a great threat in the air, scores headers, uh, solid, you know, puts in tackles, covers a lot of ground. I think he's up there with Brozovic in terms of kilometers covered. Uh, but the problem is, so first of all, Vecino going to Lazio is a problem because they have the liquidity index issues. So they actually have to sell someone. So it depends if without Murici first leaves for CSKA in Moscow. And which is going to be a uh, <laughs> a miracle, first of all, if that actually happens. Lazio getting some money for the thirty-year-old. I think he's the biggest, uh, the biggest fraud I've ever seen in in football. Like this guy, I don't know. Like the worst player I've, I think I've seen in Serie A, Murici. Um, sorry to any Albanians in the house or Kosovans in the house, but I do not rate the guy. Uh, but yeah, if they manage to sell him, then they could finally bring someone in. Um, Inter's apparently ready to let him go for two to three million this month. They could even drop their asking price in order to get his wages off the books. Um, so we shall see what happens with that. Apparently, Sari is a big fan of him, but yeah, Morton Thorsby. I guess it could be the yeah, I guess I can see that why they're saying Morton Thorsby because he could he would be like Avacino, like a you know, aerial threat midfielder that gets into the box, but honestly. <sighs> I don't want I don't want Morton Thorsby in my club. I mean, it's happy, it's good for if you want to go carbon neutral as a club. Um, if you so Morton Thorsby, he wears actually. Let me search this up. I remember it was something funny he said that he wears the number two, which is you know already you know why are you wearing number two as a midfielder? It's a sacrilege. Um, there's a reason. It was like a very eco-friendly reason. Uh, was it number two? Wait, wait look, this is this article on The Guardian that I've pulled up. Let me see if it says why he's wearing the number two. But it was something relating to, like, um, being carbon neutral or something like that. They call him the Greta Thunberg of football. Um, you know, he's really... It was something about pushing, you know, the climate emergency. Like, he's an activist when it comes to global warming and stuff like that. Um, what does it say? Wait, let me search it. It was it was something quite funny. Do it. Let me try search it in Italian. If it, oh no, wait, that came up there, didn't it? Uh, two for climate change awareness. We will wear the number two this shirt this season to raise awareness about climate change with the digit representing 
a long-term temperature goal of the Paris Agreement. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. So yeah, if we're trying to if we're trying to go, you know, fully carbon neutral and you know environmentally friendly, trying to get you know the fan the Greater Thunberg fans on board with us, then yeah, get more than Thorsby. But apart from that, that does not excite me one bit. Um, but I guess you just need to get someone in numerically. I guess if you if you just in case just in case injuries happen, you can't get rid of two midfielders and not bring anyone in. Um, Stephen was saying see September 2019 to November 2019 the go yeah I don't think even it was until November it literally was I think it was literally like August till October because it literally was that beginning of the period of the season and then he got injured quite early on I think it was Juve in October and then that's it he was just in and out of the team I mean ideally it would be someone like a Fratesi coming in but you know Sassuolo are not going to get let Fratesi go and in January um, and we're not going to pay any money in January. You know, we're going to try to loan. They wouldn't loan him. It would be in this. Someone like Fratesi you can do in the summer. Um, so, you know, the Nandes, we talked about Nandes in the summer. He was the constant link. Even Inzaghi mentioned Nandes by name. But Nandes, there was that issue with him being linked to this uh, court case in Uruguay about uh, physically abusing his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or something. And ever since then, I've seen the rumors completely die down, quite rightly. So I don't think he, that is coming, is happening anymore. So it probably will be some one of these surprise midfield options. I've also seen Castrovilli being linked to Fiorentina. He doesn't, he's not a starter anymore at Fiorentina. So that could be a decent option. But again, I don't think we should look too much into it. I think it would be just a, a makeshift option that you were just bringing in as a um, as a substitute for those two leaving. Um, Ben is still mad at the last from the last game. Well, why are you still mad, bro? I mean, Atalanta, Atalanta away. I don't think we should be too mad. I know we missed chances and stuff, but Atalanta also had their chances. So overall, and especially what happened after in the Milan game, I'm I'm completely fine with getting a draw. In, in fact, we gained the point at the end of the day um, uh, against uh, you know compared to Milan. So I wouldn't be too mad, bro. Uh, Tom says Sensi is a rare L for Marotta and current management injury project were clear to see within the first season. Shouldn't have spent the 20 million to redeem him. Yeah. I guess you you could say that. Yeah, you could say that. But at the same time, I was at the I was you could see the problem, but at the same time, you're like, you know, Conte, we had Pintus on board at the time, you know, you're like, okay, we've analyzed this guy's body, his, you know, metabolism, all this kind of stuff. Maybe we can. And they did. They, apparently, they did try to create a you know a personalized plan for him in the second season. But it's just you know sometimes it, it just doesn't work out. And I don't know if that option to buy was a. I'm pretty sure it was an obligation to buy. Um, so I'm I'm not sure how much we could have backed out of that deal. But I would have taken. I I said at the time that I would have taken the gamble on CNC. But I guess yeah, in retrospect now it is an L. But he still has time to turn it around. He's he still has time to turn it around. But you probably are right, Tom. I thought inside at the same time, even though I'm a huge fan of the guy as a player. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is what it is. In the end, it probably is an L. But he still has time to turn it around. It's not like we're talking about a 35-year-old. He's a 26-year-old who's got time to turn it around. But at the same time, if this Sampdoria loan thing goes wrong, guys, I wouldn't even be surprised if he retires, to be honest. I know it sounds... Uh, sounds crazy or like far-fetched but the amount of injuries this guy's got already and the fact that it seems to have affected him mentally quite a lot like we've seen what happens with um, 
Jack Wilshere. I know he's not retired, but like clubs are just avoiding him like the plague. Uh, he can't even get a contract anywhere because, and then you know, effects mentally. Like he said, he went through depression as well. So I wouldn't even be surprised, you know, since he doesn't look like the strongest, mentally, <laughs> mentally the strongest guy as well. Um, Thorsby is kind to the plan and mean on the field, gets a lot of red cards. Yeah, he is a bit of a hothead on the field. Uh, there's some dirty tackles. Um, but yeah, like if, if he comes in, I wouldn't expect much from him at all. Um, yeah, I think that was it in terms of um, in terms of transfer news. Oh yeah, of course, uh, last one. Martin Satriano is also has left officially to um, start Brest. Grow up if you're laughing. Um, he's joined Agume, who's also been out there on loan. He's been playing a lot, so hopefully, you know, Ligan slightly less, uh, you know, lesser quality you could say overall in the league. Um, hopefully, you know, they need a striker. Maybe he'll get some more playing time. That's that's what we want with him, playing time. Give the boy playing time, and I'm sure he'll do well. He's 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 a guy who I've got more expectation than most Primavera guys. I usually don't have much expectation from a lot of our Primavera boys, but Satriano looks... I don't know if he's into quality, but he does look like he's going to be, you know, a good quality player. Uh, moving on to the Empoli match tomorrow. I'm not going to be talking about it long, to be honest. Um, yeah, as some of you guys have mentioned, maybe it could be Radu time and all the predicted lineups have um, have Radu, have Radu in the... Um, in the in the in the starting lineup so and Inzaghi over the years at Lazio was pretty um was pretty um happy with rotating the the the, uh, the keepers quite a bit so I wouldn't be surprised to be honest if it is um Radu this Tutto Mercato web has Handanovic starting Handanovic D'Ambrosio De Vrij Ranocchia Darmian Sensi Vidal Gagliardini Di Marco Martinez Correa both of them actually have Martinez and Correa starting so I'm guessing the Tuku the Cola partnership is going to be tomorrow so we're going to see that and I'm excited for that I do like that partnership um, Pianeta Empoli which is an Empoli fan website they have uh, Radu starting here so yeah I hope to see Radu to be honest last year we didn't even get to see them uh, until right at the end um, Conte surprisingly didn't even start him in the Coppa Italia matches but I think Inzaghi will start Radu um, yeah we should see D'Ambrosio I think continuing resting Skriniar um, midfield is the one that's the interesting one I think at the back line we'll see I think we need definitely someone left footed we can't have three right footers in there I think Di Marco maybe even Kolarov or Bastoni even you know starting in there um Sensi, I doubt he's gonna start. If if the Empoli thing, oh sorry, the Sampdoria thing is true, I doubt they risk starting him. So, I think Vecino might get it. You know, you know, starting Vecino as kind of that showcase. You know, showing to clubs like, look, this guy is still decent quality. You know, come, are you interested in in Matias Vecino still? Um, there's also talks. Uh, there's also talks of you know. Um, I think Brozovic is suspended for tomorrow. So I've um, been worried about Ranocchia. Oh, Ranocchia is good enough for these types of games now. He's shown that he was good enough against Napoli. You know, he took, he made, um, he was completely kept uh, Osiman quiet. But who's going to be the regista? So in these, we're seeing, you know, Gagliardini, we're seeing Vidal, but I've also seen in Italian media, they're talking about Barella playing there. And we saw that Barella has been kind of the vice Brozovic. 
um but honestly <laughs> start color of joke lol yeah I, I, I don't even trust color of in these types of games to be honest anymore <laughs> alexander says ranokia over the right at the moment you know in the form that the right is in you probably could say that's true um but yeah i definitely don't want to see galliardini as being the regista please no um yeah you could put you could put vidal in there if you really need to play cnc you could put him there and maybe play if you want to play barella play him for 50 60 minutes there but yeah it's good that we need to we, we rotate um yeah sanchez for korea we need a goal from these boys um it's gonna be tuku and lautaro to be honest but yeah i would like to see sanchez in korea that's the partnership i've said i want to see i want to see from the beginning at some point um uh rotate brozo and barella yeah i think Bre- i think brozovic is suspended i believe i'm not 100 sure but i'm pretty sure brozovic is suspended for tomorrow um, I read that earlier somewhere. Um, but yeah, not much. Not much to say. I just hope. I just hope we win. Um, but it's not a big deal if we don't win. The the season is getting very busy at the moment. Um, but Empoli also look like they're playing their second string team, so that gives me confidence that we should be able to put the Empoli second string team apart, like second stra- second goalkeeper for them. Um, Viti Romagnoli um, yeah the midfield apart from Bandinelli that's not their starter midfield Bayrami starts for them a lot but Cutrone is not a starter most of the time um, yeah I mean not much to say about Empoli's team although they've been a nice team to watch but this is not the team that I've been watching most of the season you know Ricci's not there um, you know our boy Pinamonti's not there I mean I mean, he might get some minutes and he might even start, but I wouldn't be too worried about Pinamonti, although you always know that goal of the ex-Inter player is always something to watch out for. Um, Viti is someone we've also been linked with recently, young centre-back, so keep an eye out for Viti if you watch the match tomorrow. Stojanovic is actually a guy I've liked this season, a Slovenian bowler. I've had him in my fantasy team quite a bit, sorry, a fantasy, so keep an eye out for him. Interesting. Uh, Bayrami is also a guy I like. Um... Yeah, not much to to talk about in police team apart from that. Just a, whoever whoever we play, I think we should uh, we should win. To be honest, um, Gerard says Radu, Dombrosi, Ranocchia, Bastoni, Darmian, Gagliardini, Brozo, Vecino, Di Marco, Correa, Sanchez. Yeah, I like that. I like that team. Di Marco definitely needs to start. He's not been getting some minutes recently, so um, yeah, definitely I want to see Di Marco get the full ninety minutes, whether it's at left wing back or left centre back. Um, yeah, you could do that. Start Bastoni and then move Di Marco there in the second half. So rest Bastoni in the second half, and then you can, uh, you know, put one of maybe the Primavera players there, whoever, or you put. Um, you can even give Perisic some minutes, but actually, you know, I'd rather rest Perisic fully for the full ninety minutes. Um, don't want Cola to play more than seventy either. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think Correa, if you can, if you can get ninety minutes. That would be good to get Correa 90 minutes in his legs because he's been, you know, slowly being reintegrated after his injury. Um, Brozo Barella and Lautaro all have four yellows. If not now, they could miss the Milan and Napoli games if they're not careful. Yeah, they need to be on that moment now where they need to be start being a bit careful with their tackles for sure. Expectations, Tuku and Alexis goals. Reality, D'Ambrosio are okay from set pieces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some Zanotti for right. Yeah, that's the boy that got... Um, Sorry, it wasn't um, 
the other guys was it it was uh it wasn't casa day that got the debut it was the naughty that got the debut uh last time around but yeah even him if we if we're if we're ahead give them some minutes um but i don't think we're gonna rotate as heavily as these lineups predict i think inzaghi he's shown this season he's he has kept like a core of the starters a lot of the time but yeah i think prediction wise i'm gonna go for 3-1 victory for Inter. I'm going to go, yeah, Tuku goal. Come on, Tuku, man. I, I see a lot of uh, doubt creeping in for Tuku, quite rightly, by the way. <laughs> quite rightly, a lot of drought, doubt Tuku, they're creeping in about Tuku. But he needs to start showing why Inzaghi wanted him so bad. And then, yeah, one of the guys from the back will score, Ranocchia, De Vrij or D'Ambrosio, back post goal. Um, and then, you know, Gagliardini or Vidal, one midfield goal as well. So... That's what I'm going with. 3-1 victory. Let's see what you guys are saying. Kolarov, don't forget Kolarov. I'd rather forget Kolarov. <laughs> I'll go with 2-0. Matias says 2-0. Yeah, that's nice. That would be nice. Perfect. 3-0 would be perfect as well. 3-0 Inter. White Suburban Kid. Nice. Mateo says Lautaro X2. Yeah, actually it would be nice to get a Lautaro goal. Stat pad goal for Lautaro. That would be good to get his confidence back up. Sean says 2-0. Alexis, uh, Di Marco, Cutrone, Jaros. Yeah, I think one jammy goal from like a Cutrone or someone like that. Maybe Pinamonti, the second half penalty. 5-1, the game man says. Um, yeah, I don't see that. If, if we're rotating a lot, I don't see the team being particularly fluid. Um, ben says 3-0. Yeah, I like that. I like the 3-0 result. Zizo says 1-0. No, nah, I think I'm... Yeah, I think I see more than no one nil. Three two. Wow, big scoring match from who is How come you're worried about this game, Noor? I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that probably this inter team might underestimate this match, maybe not take it seriously. So I can understand the worry for this match. By the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. I think if we lose this match, the focus, as I said, is is the is the scudetto first. Is the focus, and then of course the Champions League match with Liverpool, and then Coppa Italia now will be a bonus. Yeah, I think I see Pinamonti scoring if Impoli do score. 3-0, Lukaku cashes in when his man invades the pitch and scores. I'm going to try to thank Conte for the Scudetto tomorrow. <laughs> we tired, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've had a busy period recently as well. Um, you know, the, the Atalanta match was very intense. But at the same time, we've coming from a, um, you know, two-week rest or three-week rest, actually, because we had an extended rest because of the Bologna match being cancelled. Um, yeah. Make sure you are smashing on the uh, like button, guys. That is pretty much it from me today. Going for a 3-1 victory. Yeah, Ahmad, you're going with my prediction. Um, Tom says he's switching on some Barclays action for another Lukaku stinker. Nah, I'm not going to be watching tonight. Uh, I'm going to be chilling out. I'm watching some Cobra, Cobra, uh, Cobra Kai on uh, Netflix at the moment currently. Need to switch off. Been watching too much football recently. Um... These two games are warm-ups for Milan, Napoli and Liverpool. Yeah, and of course, the Venezia upcoming match as well. And of course, yesterday, Grazie. Tiago and Motta yesterday, last-minute goal. The Milan tears, the Milanisti tears have been beautiful. But yeah, guys, thank you for tuning in on this uh, Empoli Inter preview and the uh, transfer market news. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'll see you guys tomorrow as usual for match reaction. Ciao, ragazzi. Forza Inter.